from Wondery, this is I Hate My Boss, workplace drama, comedic relief. I'm Larry Seal. And I'm Liz Dolan. Now, we've all probably had to deal with coworkers and bosses who are less than stellar and have an impact on your performance. Usually, we save those horror stories for the venting sessions with our friends. <laughs> but this is After Hours, and Larry and I are going to do our best to help you set those boundaries. Our first question comes from Kenna, who writes, Hi, Liz and Larry. At work, I'm known as someone who communicates effectively and professionally, but I was in a situation recently where I really did not know what to say. I recently took some PTO. It's paid time off for those of you who don't know the corporate jargon. Thank you, I took some PTO for a spring vacation. My boss selected a coworker to handle my workload while I was out. This coworker and myself hold the same position and are expected to follow the same process for completing our work. Still, I spent 30 minutes with this coworker to discuss the details of how to complete my work, and I also provided step-by-step instructions. Hmm. When I returned from PTO, all of my work was completed incorrectly. I was stunned, and then I was furious. I kept my opinions to myself and thanked this coworker for assisting <laughs> me while I was out. I want so badly to provide feedback to my boss, but I can't find a way to say anything without throwing this person under the bus. So I haven't said anything, and I've stayed away from this coworker. I realize this screams conflict avoidance, but I'm at a loss here. How can you provide effective feedback without throwing someone under the bus? Thanks. Not wanting to be the bus driver. Nice. Okay, so look, in some ways, this is grandmother's advice, right? If you can't say something nice, then maybe don't say anything at all. And if you can't find a way to provide this feedback in a way that doesn't feel like you're throwing them under the bus, you're going to throw them under the bus. I actually don't feel like this is conflict avoidance, Liz. You don't have to rise to every challenge. And you don't have to take every piece of bait. Mm -hmm. And the fact that somebody didn't do your job the way you liked it, frustrating, for sure. Disappointing, for sure. But around your expectations. Now, if this is going to create a cascade of problems at the workplace and the boss is going to be, you know, screaming for somebody's head, then I think it's a different thing. But if this is just you're disappointed with them, I'd hope we don't get that person filling in for me again and you move on. I'm very conscious that as we're saying this to you, Kenna, we've given other people the advice that it's not throwing someone under the bus if you go to the boss and you talk about a failure in performance. However, this feels different to me because it was just a temporary situation. You were out. The work did not get done well. I know it's bad. I totally share your frustration, but I'd let it go. I'd use your emotional energy somewhere else. Now, the next time you're going away and your boss is selecting a coworker, then it would be appropriate to try to, let's just say, direct the boss's selection. Some battles are just really not worth fighting. Just Plus, you lose all the good energy you got on your vacation. Yeah. So try to hang on to that. Trust your instincts, Kenna. Good luck. Next up, we've got a question from Sarah, who writes, Hi there. My current boss has been at this company for 32 years and is moving up the ladder to senior director of research. However, we're in clinical research, and he's not a researcher himself. He doesn't fundamentally understand what all of us below him do, so he often gets in the way of us doing our jobs or sets us in ridiculous directions because he doesn't understand the fundamentals of the field. He's a nice enough guy, but completely ineffective and doesn't at all understand why. So I have to constantly manage up, but it doesn't always work, and it's incredibly frustrating. Love the podcast. I keep telling folks about it. 
Well, thank, thank you, Sarah. Sarah. That's really nice. Liz, what do, what do you think here? This is the dirty little secret of company hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Your boss always knows less than you do. Always. Always knows less than you do about your specific job. That is just the fact. It's not their job to know everything about what you do. And I know, Sarah, you're not asking for that. But it's so common that somebody gets sent to a new department to learn those skills because they're being groomed for some other kind of management gig. Yeah. So it's not uncommon that your boss knows less than you do. You know, sometimes the reverse is even worse. If you have a boss that knows everything about what you do. Like I had a boss once who got promoted out of, you know, my job into his job, but then felt like he needed to keep telling me how to do my job. Just to be helpful. Yeah. Like it was really helpful. Like, so he was like a super director while I was the director. And I got to say, I know you use the words (laughs) incredibly frustrating. That situation is just as frustrating. So Larry, maybe you can be more constructive. Uh, Look, unless you've been a manager who's managed people where you're not an expert, you have no idea how scary it is, is. how dangerous it is. It's really terrifying because now you're in a place where you've got to judge the quality of things without knowing exactly how to do it, which means you've got to ask a lot of big questions and you've got to have a reliable people underneath you, right, who can really help you make those distinctions. First of all, you always have to manage up. No matter what your job is, whether your boss is experienced or not, managing up is a fact of life. If there's an up and there's a down and you're in the middle, you're managing up and you're managing down. And as I've mentioned many times, you're always managing sideways, too, because how you get along with your peers is so important. It all counts. So you're always going to have to manage up. And it sounds to me like the number one thing that bugs you is that your boss has you on these kind of wild goose chase things, making your life harder. What I can suggest is trying to focus as you're managing up in providing the information to your boss that would minimize that. You may never solve it, but if that's your long-term goal, to minimize the kind of crazy wild goose chase scenarios, then that would be a win in the long term. Yeah. And look, Sarah, the reality is there are some people who don't know what they don't know or don't understand what they shouldn't have their fingers in. What I would probably do, I mean, the best proactive way would be to ask questions that they should be answering at their level about strategy, about direction, and go to them with nothing about the details, and maybe they'll kind of get the hint. Yeah, good luck. Thanks, Sarah. We want to hear more of those crazy stories that you have from work. You know, the ones you can't make up. I love those. Love them. Send them to us on Twitter or Facebook at I Hate My Boss Show. And our phone number is 424-224-5711. You can also email us at I Hate My Boss at Wondery.com. If you're listening on a smartphone, just tap the cover art to see the episode notes and you'll find a link to call us right there. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and don't miss our next episode on Monday. Remember, workplaces can feel crazy. But you don't have to. 